Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast series that we have transitioned from exploring happiness science with Dr. Liana Lianov to the official podcast of the new Global Positive Health Institute. And I am Dr. Liana Lianov. I'm the president and founder of the new organization. And today I am excited to welcome as our guest. Joseph Christian Raphael, also known as Dr. Joe. He's a marriage and family therapist, a former healthcare executive, business advisor, and author. He has a doctorate in public health as a preventive care specialist. Uh, he's a fellow of uh, uh, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, has a master's in business administration, and he about our favorite topic of positive psychology and how it relates to our health. So welcome, Joe. Well, thank you. Thank you for that kind introduction. So how did you first learn about positive psychology and especially how it relates to health and health behaviors? You know, I think it's a great question because when I think about my story with positive psychology, I don't think I really knew that my story was the principles of positive psychology were even there. I, I reflect and go, I was learning about positive psychology and its role in health, being raised by a mother who is an artist. So the principles and philosophies uh, in having a voice and expressing yourself uh, being very strength-based was repeated by having this mother who didn't use the language of positive psychology, but certainly a lot of those principles were ingrained as a young guy. Um, I think I started to again experience some of these principles of positive psychology and its role in health uh, as I started to do missionary work and I started to reflect on gratitude and resilience in populations that had so many repeated unmet needs and so many struggles and so I think that's kind of where my story began uh, and then of course transitioned into gathering that kind of academic and professional background. Yes, and that's uh, how we met, is through our mutual interest in this topic. We met through our work in volunteerism with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And those of us that are passionate about healthy lifestyles know that healthy lifestyles are intricately linked with positive emotions and some of the uh, what we learn are learning from the science of positive psychology. Uh, so it was terrific to connect with you and we've uh, collaborated on a number of projects over the years uh, informally as volunteers and formally and uh, it, I'm so excited that you're uh, now stepping in as the treasurer on the board of directors of the new Global Positive Health Institute. So uh, can you share a little bit about your passion for this and kind of what, what drove you to, to join this effort? Sure, I, th I think what's kind of spurred my, my passion is the vision 
this vision of really leveraging the science of positive psychology and healthy lifestyles, as you mentioned, to improve this quality of life, decrease healthcare costs, improve overall quality of life in all stages. And we keep hearing this uh, kind of emerging evidence from positive psychology and lifestyle medicine coming together to guide this idea of galvanizing the excellence in, in outcomes. And so that passion came from you know, that kind of, I, I guess, vision, but it was really reinforced with this aim uh, and the aim there to have a broader impact. And so having the privilege of, of your leadership and the others and looking at myself and realizing the time is now to gather the, not only the emerging evidence, but really enable and highlight these fantastic minds and gifts that are out there and empower so that we can scale. So the big word there to me is scaling requires a team. And if we can scale, then we can disrupt. And that's exactly what I think um, we're trying to do within this um, organization. Not necessarily ignore, but really bring light to the healthcare community and have a broader impact and, and bring light to this emerging evidence of positive psychology and lifestyle medicine together. Yes, and and we've been talking about this in broad terms, but I'm sure our listeners are very interested to hear how, as someone who has been exposed to this and excited about this for a long time, how you use it in your personal life for your own well-being. Sure. So I use this in my personal life. Um, partnering and collaborating with colleagues across multi-disciplines um, and being that kind of role model that applies some of these principles of self-care. So if this is creating a culture in the workplace that begins by taking a break in the middle of the day, talking about the influence of, of meditation and the types of meditation, um, practicing you know, the reflection on micro moments, as uh, Barbara Fredrickson uh, highlights, and mindfulness, and really you know, being the role model or that champion who emphasizes the importance of these daily practices, which then create that positive, healthy, sustainable lifestyle. And so for me, I wake up, I do my stretching um, and about 30 minutes of uh, between stretching and meditation before I start my day. I end my day the same way. Um, I, in the middle of the day or in between patients or in between meetings, it's not uncommon to find me literally laying on the floor as some colleagues have said. either uh, practicing a meditation or uh, a guided imagery exercise, um, but just trying to really emphasize that 
mindfulness um, on a on a regular basis. Really re- trying to remember uh, that this emphasis is on the doing, um, making sure that we're doing this every day, so that from a lifestyle standpoint, we can be or we can sustain um, some of those practices. And in doing these kinds of regular practices, which is which is great, uh, I try to as well myself. Uh, it's uh, sometimes challenging when we're busy, and it sounds like you're you're really good about sticking with it, even in the midst of uh, uh, busy practices with patients, seeing patients, and just throughout your day, just squeezing it in, uh, which is sure. terrific. So as you're doing this, uh, 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 what is your key takeaway message uh, for our listeners in in terms of what they should be thinking about for themselves and really looking to harness all uh, the this wonderful science around a healthy lifestyle that includes these positive activities I, i really think the the key takeaway is do you know how to get out of your own way and one way to do that is make it very tangible this is why i mentioned that micro moments idea It's can I capture that? And so I don't think it's any secret that health professionals and providers are requesting these training, these tools, and and there's great depth of knowledge and and content out there. Um, But I I think it kind of reminds me of trying to tap into this inner BJ Fogg for those of you who know who he is and that real key takeaway is focusing on the ability. Um, and if we can focus on that ability, then we kind of remember that this mental or emotional health, it's no longer singular to behavioral health. Rather, you know, this is something that we do for ourselves. This is what we do uh, for our patients, this is kind of truly at the core of improving health outcomes. Um, and so one of the things that I decided on my health journey some time back was it, it wasn't optional. It's kind of like we have to eat. Well, I look at this like this is, these practices are, are not optional. I, I literally put it at the same level of, of what I choose to put in my mouth. Or exactly, the air we 100%. <laughs> so along those lines, then that's a great cue for me to explore a little further um, how you think this, uh, this, positive psychology field and just this whatever we can do to promote emotional well-being um, how that is important to the practice of medicine and so we may have listeners out there who are physicians health professionals as well as uh, people who are not in the health professional in the professions but uh, maybe of course seeing their doctors and what are they expecting from the health care they receive uh, when it's good health care, how do these relate? The, the 
uh, in maintaining our health and treating our conditions. Sure, if, if you think about the principles of happiness or inspiration or love or gratitude, character development, hope, well-being, resilience, grit, flourishing, all of these terms, authenticity, meaning, purpose, I think this is it. This is what makes life worth living. I would argue that these principles are the foundation of medicine. They are arguably why somebody got into the field in the first place. Um, and I may be biased, but I would say I would argue it's I, I, it's certainly up there in the top three of what is most important in the field, uh, in the practice of, of medicine, as well as positive psychology and, and emotional well-being. I, if we take it away from you know, the practice of medicine and we just remember, you know, why we do what we do, the current state of the world is such that this kind of call to action, this unity, this building of community and is almost asking for exactly the core of what positive psychology is. It's a, it's a little bit of a perfect storm. If we look at the climate of systemic change and transition within medicine. I look at positive psychology as the core, uh, as most larger health systems are even transitioning from fee-for-service to value-based, and they want those excellent outcomes. This it becomes pivotal to how we care operationally and clinically. So what specific advice would you have for the health professionals in the audience? Uh, what's the best way, the, a practical way that they can make the most of this science? Well, how can you make the most of the science? It's a great, it's a great question. <laughs> I, just recently, I, I started to kind of gather the science and go, what are the key takeaways here? And what are the big topics um, and I really like um, I mentioned BJ Fogg's model I think this begins by where do we start what's small specific attainable reasonable tangible something that can be done in your practice today that actually contributes to your weekly objectives and then to the monthly goals and those monthly goals could be improving presenteeism reducing cost they could be a clinical outcome of some measure and if we form that from instead of reducing but improving um, the mindset you know really focuses on ability that highlights accountability and that affirms the actions that we want so i i say what are four big tangibles? Focus on what ability, accountability, affirm, affirming and action. And if we're gonna do this the right way, we focus on the six C's. How do we collaborate? 
to create credible and compassionate care that is efficient in cost and continually improving. These are the six C's that every executive wants addressed in any transformation. And as a provider, how do we harness positive psychology principles? We go back to the foundation of lifestyle medicine, which is the six, uh, the six E's, educate, empower, and enable so that we can have efficiency, effective, effectiveness, and efficacy. And so I think those four A's, six C's, and six E's are really the, we don't have to read all the literature to come, to me, those are the core of what 99% of the literature says. And if we can pull from BJ Fogg, we focus on what can I do today um, so that I reach what I want to do this week. And if that means this is what I kind of like, for example, um, Barbara Fredrickson's five to one ratio. Well, this can be implemented in uh, and discussed in conversation in 30 seconds. And I think every provider um, can take that model and turn it into something that can contribute to a weak goal. And, and it starts the conversation and that's where we want to start. Well, and for our audience that may not be familiar with the, the ratios, what, what uh, some of our positive psychology researchers uh, have been recommending, it's really not even about a specific ratio, although it started with a three to one ratio, but it's basically, it started with, you should look to have three positive interactions for every negative interaction. And with more uh, intimate relationships, uh, at least five positive uh, interactions to every negative interactions. And the, the more, the better, uh, because the negative interactions uh, have a, a lot of stickiness and they stick with us. They affect us emotionally and bring us down. And of course, positive interactions are wonderful, but they kind of slide off easily. We don't tend to remember them. So we need to, we need exposure to those uh, as often as possible. And uh, yeah, that's certainly an example of something that we can implement in uh, our lives. Anybody can implement in our lives. Health professionals can do it throughout their day with patients. It helps the patients. It helps them. It helps coworkers. And uh, it's also an example of something that's not necessarily time consuming. It's more a change of a mindset, a change of an attitude, a change of an approach, uh, because oftentimes people push back and say, well, I'm too busy to be doing something extra. And so we do need to remind people that there's plenty there uh, that doesn't necessarily take extra time, but just a different lens, different perspective. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we're like-minded, so I thought I'd jump in and uh, add to your your wonderful uh, discussion there. Uh, what uh, what are some, you mentioned some resources, we've talked a little bit about the Barbara Fredrickson, um, yeah, BJ Fogg and, and his uh, approach where, where we're needing to, to have the uh, abilities and motivations and triggers to, to make some changes. Uh, what are some other uh, experts that you read, uh, read their material or other resources, websites, anything that you highly recommend for our listening audience? Sure, thank you. 
Yeah, I, I think there, of course, are some pivotal leaders within this this world. Um, I, I think within this world, we often talk about some of the kind of academic resources and trying to get some of the uh, interventions versus understanding the science. Um, and so I think we can all look at uh, the PERMA model, for example, in University of Penn, and, and certainly need to go back to appreciating uh, what Martin Seligman has done. Um, I'm reminded of a TED talk, I think that was over 10 years ago, where he's talking about uh, uh, the future of positive psychology and essentially concludes that um, we really have a, a long way to go. And yet 10 years later, we're kind of in the same position. Um, I think there are. And, and let me interrupt just a second, because there was a little glitch there. Uh, with the internet uh, is that we were talking about Dr. Martin Seligman, who's considered the father of positive psychology and his PERMA model, which is the acronym uh, for some of the elements of positive psychology, P for positive emotions, E for engagement, R for relationships, M for meaning, and A for achievement or accomplishments. So take it away. <laughs> no, beautiful. And I, I think along that line of someone who is well published but has quite a few very tangible tools um, the fantastic brain of i'm gonna mispronounce his name potentially uh, ed diener um, certainly has a wealth of uh, resources and uh, content in publication um, I, I certainly want to encourage uh, um, those listening to stay tuned to the efforts that uh, this institute has and in, in kind of gathering some of these resources and making them available to you. Um, and I think that the uh, another piece here is the key resources in the professional societies that are talking this talk the universities that are talking this talk. There are significant systems and groups that are talking this talk. And in my recommendation is in order to disrupt, we really need to unite. And so this is where uh, if your organization is talking this talk, if you're part of this organization or you're listening and you have an interest, uh, I think there are quite a few resources. But you know, my opinion is how are we going to bring those key resources together so that we can have a greater impact on health? And I think this is really pivotal to the movement that we're trying to do at this institute. Um, if we truly want to have an impact, we need to remove the silos that have existed for decades and start to learn how we're going to work together. Yeah, absolutely. And that, of course, has been the underpinnings of 
why I founded the Institute is that it was uh, frustrating to be sitting in some phenomenal meetings with leading positive psychology researchers doing some amazing uh, science and research and to look around the room and there weren't uh, very many uh, healthcare colleagues there and uh, it's where I vowed that uh, we would change this that we would bring together these uh, very important fields that affect our lives our well-being um, and uh, that uh, healthcare can learn from positive psychology positive psychology can learn from healthcare uh, in terms of the kinds of research that they could be doing. For example, uh, a lot of the research is done in settings that are more, what you would consider behavioral health or mental right. health settings, uh, where, where someone uh, has a problem and they're seeking out help. But what about the rest of us, the sort of the, the regular person who gets uh, some regular checkups with their physician? Uh, they're doing overall okay, but they're not thriving. And part of what could help them thrive is a uh, recommendation, a prescription, if you will, for a comprehensive, healthy lifestyle with all the health behaviors that most of us are familiar with, but that also includes these kinds of positive psychology-based activities. Right. It, you know, I, I love that word thriving and kind of add that word transcending. Um, it, I, I really think the future is going to be how we're going to leverage this, this science so that I can't think of someone who doesn't have a desire to thrive. Um, and, and part of that is going to be, just goes back to one of the earlier questions, how we're going to have that broader impact. It's, it's really going to be about capturing those brilliant minds, highlighting their work, sharing. There's, there's just a wealth of information out there. Um, now it's about how we're going to um, put that together so that we can truly transform uh, how we provide care and what that looks like. And, and you, know, you and I have had conversations about how exciting this is. You know, we're, we're seeing this not just in the employer space, we're seeing this in the clinical space, we're seeing this in technology. We're seeing this in uh, other areas, and, and I think we also just want to make sure that this is truly about galvanizing excellence at the end of the day. And that's, that's the importance of this kind of intensive, um, intentional uh, institute. Absolutely. Well, I, we're coming to the end of our time. Do you have any thoughts to share as we wrap up? You know, just thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate you and, and all the work that you're doing. It, it truly is an honor to, um, you know, one of the blessings of, of this movement of the individuals in this group is the desire to collaborate. Um, the desire to uh, 
not just improve the quality of care, but truly transform how we how we do that. And so this call to action for the healthcare community is is truly an honor. And just thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Well, thank you. And thank you for joining us for this podcast today. I uh, will remind our listeners that uh, we're uh, going to be continuing this uh, podcast series with uh, a a variety of talks with a variety of guests that are hitting on specific areas of positive psychology and health. Uh, We're kicking off the new year with this kind of general discussion. So stay tuned for more exciting guests and uh, please stay tuned for our new website where you can find out more information that's still being built and hopefully will be launched in the springtime and that web address is positivehealth.world and thank you listeners for taking the time to join us today and we'll talk to you next time take care everybody be be safe be well thank you